Quack, 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 everybody. Just kiss my little Phil Knight bobblehead for luck. That's not a euphemism. That's an actual Phil Knight bobblehead I got here on my desk. Because we just beat the USC Trojans at Autzen Stadium, and we have but two games left, two more opportunities to take care of business and assure ourselves that ticket to the Pac-12 championship, which is not just... Not just a Pac-12 championship, no, 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 that would be big enough, but this is, as y'all know, the final, for some reason, Pac-12 championship game. Well, as we know it, I'm sure some other scrubs will fill into this conference, but the final real Pac-12 championship game, we we just simply have to get it together. I've said over and over and over, I the Pac-12 championship game this year is a bigger deal to me than the national championship game. Who gives a duck about them? Because I got to, I got to, we got to be the final team to win it all. You know, it, it, it stinks that, I mean, Oregon USC is going to happen more in the future, but Oregon Arizona State, nah, maybe not so much. Eh, Hopefully not. We've had some bad voodoo down there, but to focus on this game, which I went to, Thanks to a couple lovely listeners. Uh, They know who they are. They know I really appreciate getting primo tickets like this. Had a blast. Uh, Good duck family all around. Even had the baby duck there, as y'all saw in the Shrinkinator or whatever. And Bo Nix continues to be one hell of a dude. Maybe one hell of a Heisman. We will see. 23 of 31. 412 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, that's what a lot of people do against this USC defense, but he's been this consistent all throughout the year, which is almost over. You can tell by his 74% completion percentage. Uh, That is nuts. That is amazing. He was a sure dude. Uh, Even when things are looking a little rough, he still made the big plays when he needed to. Early on, he made two huge plays, which... Kind of quickly put this out of reach for the Trojans is what it felt like. They were chasing us. I mean, there was the possibility of them making it a one-score game late. Fortunately, the Duck defense held strong, even on that ridiculous two-point conversion that almost went in. But I believe that was Bridges that kept him out of the end zone. Thank God he did, because that last drive felt a lot more like, okay, Let's take care of business. Let's march down the field as they did. The final pass to Bucky Irving is what iced it. But if it was a one-score game, even if if, uh, Lincoln Riley chose instead to just kick the point after, which is probably what I would have done. I know that's what Alicia de Ortola Castillo would have done from Ranger Troy, who was on her show last week because she's been saying that on Twitter. But if he would have just kicked the point after, they still would have – it still would have been a one-score game. There still would have been hope. I know my heart would be pumping a lot harder. I think the Trojans would have been playing harder, honestly, too. Uh, that full... that So, we got to talk about the penalties. Oh, my God. There's not much to say about them. Obviously, yes. We need to clean them up because oh, double-digit penalties is a terrible thing. It can, it can kill... A great performance and make you lose it. 
13 penalties for 120 yards. A lot of these, bullshit. When Terrence Ferguson basically pointed up to the sky, like, that's what I saw. That's what we saw in the replay. The crowd at Autzen actually was pretty, we were pretty quiet, pretty like, okay, let's see what this, you know, uh, so-called unsportsmanlike is about to be called on him after this amazing touchdown, which gave us a further lead. Um, and it was nothing. It was goddamn nothing compared to Michael Penix running around his own end zone shooting 30 imaginary arrows from his imaginary bow, and that gets called nothing. And then this, someone, you know, lightly points up. I mean, thank God he didn't put his hands together and bow down. We all know that would have been the biggest disgrace a player can do on the field, apparently. But, yeah, that was a complete bullshit one. We had the phantom uh, pass interference, a couple of absolute bullshit pass interference. I mean, if if they were going to call that, then it's like, fine, then call it on USC, too. Um, same with the holds. There's always the holds that we don't get called on or that don't get called in our favor, even though you know Brandon Dorless and such and company are, are terrorizing them. Like, they, there are more holds to be called, but apparently not, just for the Ducks. But, you know, false start is a false start. Um, yeah, the refs are running rampant. God damn, I cannot, I cannot be more excited to get away from these Pac-12 refs. Because I know everyone says it in every conference, but I swear to you, they they suck. They're the worst refs in the world. And I'm glad that they have to go to the unemployment line pretty soon. That's what I hope. That's what I'm praying for. 552 total yards for the Ducks. 379 for USC, which is actually pretty good for anyone that knows about this team. They are an offense-only team. They somehow got a little bit better, I swear. I, th- I honestly do think they came with a little more defensive motivation with Alex Grinch gone, which is uh, a sign that you did the right thing firing Alex Grinch, I guess. But, um, yeah, they were very eager to stop the run. They actually did do a pretty good job, considering we got Bucky Irving and Jordan James in a pretty great offensive line. 140 yards on 31 rushing attempts, 4.5-yard carry. So, I mean, overall, we still got ours. We still, you know, in big moments, we were still able to run the ball. Um, It wasn't like they were completely stuffing the run. It wasn't like they were getting tackles for losses. Bucky Irving was injured for a moment, then came out and scored that 20-plus-yard touchdown. that, That felt like the game sealer until the refs decided to gift to USC that final drive with that phantom defensive pass interference, but I digress. There's only one turnover, but it was on the USC Trojan side, which means yet again our turnover ratio is freaking ridiculous. We've only coughed up the ball four times. Off the top of my head, I, I'm sorry, I wish I had it uh, written down right now, but we have much, many more turnovers than that forced. Uh, keeping it clean, we almost fumbled the ball, I think, like, a couple of times, possibly. It's hard to tell when you're actually there sometimes, but I definitely remember when we were deep in our own end zone, um, Jordan James rallied up the ball, which was fumbled, and actually was able to get, like, two or three yards, which is very impressive. Um, Caleb Williams is a damn good quarterback. Say whatever you will about the guy. 
you probably shouldn't be too harsh because he's still just some young kid and you know he hasn't done anything that bad. He's painted his nails, been really cocky, asked too much of NFL teams. Who hasn't done those things? Be real. Um, he, he was amazing, though. I mean, if Caleb Williams wasn't out there, this would have been a blowout. I truly believe that because the few successful drives that they had, which were not many, especially without you know the aid of the ref, but um, the few successful drives they had, much of that, most of that, was due to Caleb Williams running around like a madman, being able to avoid some pressure long enough to <laughs> throw to his... Pretty dang good receivers. Not great. They they certainly showed up against us. Man, did they show up. But, you know, at the same time, we knew what we were playing with. I think we bottled them up pretty well. I feel really good about the defensive performance, quite frankly. Especially seeing how I think a lot of those PIs were BS, like we said. Um, on third down, we were four of nine, which is tough to... I'd like more of that. I think that's... Why this wasn't a true, you know, what what would have been a little more representative between these two teams, I believe, because um, they really did get pretty close there. I mean, it was almost a one-score game. I cannot imagine uh, having to suffer through USC rallying back after that dominant first half we had. Man, that would suck. Man, that would suck. It felt like we really could have cracked this one open. However, we did not, but we won, and that is all that matters anytime, but also in November, it especially matters bigly. Um, but yeah, so penalties, that's that's really the biggest one, and it's almost a little bit of a blessing because we did win, yes. Uh, we do have a bunch of penalties, yes, that is also true, but we also got a bunch of tape and things for Dan Landing to get very angry about, which are very reasonable things to practice, you know. Like, if you're just getting beat every single, just about every snap on your lines, or if all your receivers are dropping the balls all the time, like uh, that one year with Justin Herbert when we had, like, one and a half decent receivers. <laughs> but, uh... If if stuff like that is happening, if there's some bigger like totemic issues, then yeah, that's that's rough. And sometimes seeing tape doesn't even help you. But things like you know false starts, that is something you can okay. Let's let's work on this a little bit more. Uh, pass interference, that's something you should always be working on. And I do think we've been getting better and better. And then some of it, you just go, yeah, let's watch this clip of this ref totally screwing you over, or like. Terrence Ferguson, go ahead and slightly celebrate. God damn. I hate those zebras. Uh, so, 6 of 12 on third down from USC. I, I think, and not only that, but quite a few of their third downs were third and longs. Like, the offense requires Caleb Williams to do magic, to run around like crazy and pull something out of his butt. Um, because they're on, they're in third and long, like all the time. Not even necessarily just against a good defense like Oregon's, but against many. Uh, I really wish they hadn't gifted, gifted. That's right. Then that final touchdown, because we would have been a lot closer to holding them to their lowest point total, which is against Notre Dame, which was twenty. 
Here's my super specific prediction of the week in this most recent episode of the Quack 12 podcast. And we, we got pretty close, despite that we only forced like one turnover. I think Notre Dame forced like three turnovers or something like that. So I, I wish we, yeah, that, that drive really, really hurt my soul there. But um, it would have been nice to pick off Caleb. We did not. He actually did pretty damn well. Really looking over the field while running. Uh, that being said, another huge difference maker here is we were able to get to Caleb Williams and sack him. Many times, actually. Three times in this game. Felt like more. And um, five tackles for a loss. There was a lot of living in their backfield. Caleb Williams was having to go quick throws, you know, to receivers making like hitch routes or whatever. Um, there, there was a lot of that where it's just like, I'm going to see if this guy's open, boom, connects. And that was where the, a lot of the success came from. Very few moments where Caleb was really able to hang out back there and pick us apart which is uh, what the defense does. There's only one Caleb Williams. I forget who said it. I think one of the broadcasters in the game. There's only one Caleb Williams. Thank God there is. Thank God we've already played him. We will not have to play him again. There are many other great quarterbacks in college uh, football. Hopefully we play another one in Michael Penix, you know, December 1st. But knock on wood. Um there's plenty of other quarterbacks that we can play that are very great, whether it be in a bowl game or in the playoffs or whatever. But Caleb Williams really is top tier. And, and seeing it in person, it is it is pretty incredible. Too bad he's on a bad team. Eh, mediocre. Eh, no, I'm going to say bad. <laughs> Even though it would be better for us to say, ah, oh, they're mediocre. They're basically bad. They got Caleb Williams, and then the rest is a bad team. Uh yeah. God damn, I love this this duck squad. Bucky Irving, 19 carries for 118 yards, one touchdown. Jordan James, seven carries, 25 yards. Not quite as much. We're not really looking to run Bo Nix. There was that one time where Um they I mean USC scored off that little uh, you know, like throwback flea flicker, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. The uh receiver or running back throwing it back to the quarterback who sprints out for a first down we tried that in the end zone uh which is at least it's fun because um Bucky Irving gets a pass attempt that's always great I I believe Royce Freeman threw for a touchdown too that was fun if I remember I I probably remember that incorrectly but uh yeah Bonix it didn't quite go as planned he got hit high Probably should have been targeting, in my opinion. Um, because if it was us, if it was reversed, for some reason, these Pac-12 refs against us, it would have been targeting, but not for them. Troy Franklin, two receptions for 147 yards, one touchdown, 84-yard long. I don't know. Should we just admit this is the best Oregon Ducks receiver that's ever played? Huh? Should we just admit it? He's nearly got the touchdown and the reception record. He nearly has that. I love Jeff Mail too. That's basically the other argument, right? Like, cause there's like um, Dylan Mitchell, but I don't know that he was he was here so short. Uh, he was here for a while, but he, 
it it just didn't it's not feeling the same. I think it was just because it's a crisp ball team. It's it's less fun to watch. Um, then Jeff Mail, and then we have other great receivers, but not putting up numbers like this. Not on as good of teams. Uh, Sammy Wagner, Chris Macklemore, but I, I it's not going to take much for Troy Franklin to be just undoubtedly the best receiver. We'll see how he does. It could be next week even that he cracks both those records. And then you're kind of just building it off of what does this team accomplish and how much is he a part of us accomplishing that, right? Uh, He's truly great. It's wonderful to have elite talent uh, like this and to have future talent coming up behind him, unlike what Washington has. Tez Johnson, seven receptions, 126 yards, two touchdowns, a 77-yard long. <laughs> Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, those those long touchdowns from Franklin and Johnson set the tone. We were one of the only teams, uh, if not the only, I don't really know. I'm not paying attention. Um, to outscore USC quick and have them chase us space the whole game because even against Washington you know that was a back and forth for quite a bit but those two long touchdowns really were man it was fantastic to watch Uh, especially that second one where it was third and long we you know another false start or whatever it was and things were feeling a little bit dire and then boom oh okay next time uh, as far as receiving, hey, things looking good. Uh, Bucky caught five passes. You'll love to see that. Gary Bryant Jr., he was the one that I was desperate. I really wanted a sweep from him. I wanted a score. I wanted him to pull a Jawan Johnson and just unload his hatred of his former team. But it wasn't really meant to be. We won. That's all you got to know. Defensive MVP, Evan Williams, yet again. Yeah, again, man. He is so cool. Uh, he he recovered the fumble, He's which is another one. Um, just in general, did really good coverage. Anytime he was called out, I thought it was bullshit. Uh, Taishim Johnson, I would say, also had a good game, even though there was some lowlights that the refs decided to bestow upon him. Uh, it's nice to see Justin Jacobs out there. Jordan Birch back. I know he looked hurt for a minute there. Also, hey, let's congratulate young Tatum Toyote. One sack. Hell yeah, it was a good sack, too. He took his hat off. Brandon Dorless doing Brandon Dorless things, even if though his you know, stats aren't popping off the page here. Julio Florence had a quiet night, which is overall a good thing for someone in that position. And uh, Steve Stevens, eh, he got picked on a bit, but he also had some, he had some good moments, even. They all look good to me. Uh, Trigris Bridges as well. Uh, Sure, he gave up the touchdown, but he also defended what would have been the touchdown right before it. So, overall, I mean, we're deep in the league, y'all. We're deep in the season. A win is a win. I mean, we can pick apart. I'm I'm down to talk about picking apart all the things we could have done better. We're going to do that, you know, this uh, Tuesday or Wednesday with our man Hit the Day, and Aaron will be there, of course. Uh, I'm down to talk what we need to prove on, but it's all about winning. It is all about winning. It's not like this was a fluke win. We didn't even survive USC. They backdoor covered. 
Like I, I had all the faith. I wish we would have been scoring a bit more. You know, sure, I wish Camden Lewis made that long field goal, but overall, just win, survive, and advance. That is absolutely where we are at right now. Now, as far as where everyone else is at, I'm so sad I missed that UCLA-Arizona State game. That is the kind of game I love. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when I saw the results and I saw the highlights after. I could also believe it, though. It's like, oh, Cam, Cam Scadaboo does a couple things and UCLA can't score? Yeah. No, that sounds about right. Um... Washington, Utah, some bullshit calls in that one, too. I like how Washington pulled a Utah by dropping the uh, the football on the one-yard line. Bunch of other games. Uh, you know, Arizona, for some reason, struggling with Colorado. Cal winning again, trying to get to bowl game bowl eligibility. <sighs> but we just got to worry about us. We just got to win this thing. I love y'all. Go Ducks. We're going to get through this. Quack, quack. Take care of business against ASU. Do not sleep on the Scadaboo. I repeat, do not sleep on Scadaboo.